Hello world, my name is Hannah and this is my world where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world and welcome back. So recently I have been reading a devotion on influence. Um, I, I know that we all have the ability to be influential, right? For example, there could be someone or someones within your circle, within your environment, your day-to-day, who admire something that you do and has never even mentioned anything about it to you. But what you're doing, your day-to-day, you just being you, is something that is influencing them because of just your character and how you carry yourself or just this one particular thing that you do they really just admire it and so it's um for me I think it's important to you know just look into that because I I'm you know be honest with y'all I struggle with believing in the influence that I have like I've had somebody say the very same thing that I just said to you say it to me and I'm just like, okay, you know, like, oh, Hannah, you're an influencer. No, I'm not. <laughs> it's it's hard to embrace that and accept it. And so because I do know that I have influence and I, I, I think it's more so that I struggle with the word influence and influencer because of what it has become or what it means in today's world, you know, um, people desire to be an influencer oh I want to be an influencer like that's a job title now something that you naturally do in your day-to-day because we influence each other but it is now a job title and I think for me I struggle with being called an influencer because I'm like I'm not trying to be one and that and that's a internal struggle within itself because it's like I'm not and I, I know I just said the word try <laughs> um, and, and my therapist tells me that that's a word that I should take out of my um, my vocabulary so I'm, I'm looking for another way to say that it's not necessarily my desire to make that a job now I'm gonna be honest if there's something that I do that has the potential of making me whether a passive income or just an income you know what I'm saying I think I would be foolish to turn it down so that's not what I'm saying it's just that that's not the goal and because that's not necessarily the goal I struggle with being um called that or being told that that's what I'm doing and so that that's work that I have to do on me. So <laughs> because a part of the work that I'm doing on me, I have been reading devotions on influence. And so in um, a part of it, one of the days was focusing on, you know, standing out on purpose. Now, I am when I read uh, this particular that the, the morning scripture or not scripture, but that particular passage, um, I was like, oh, girl, you are talking to me because uh, the author was saying that she is a textbook overthinker. And 
that, you know, she can turn in a normal, easy social interaction into like this whole big like whirlwind of anxiety. And I have done the same thing. I remember I was talking to my friend Latrice the other day and I was just telling her my whole thought process about something that happened. And she was like, oh, girl, I need to like send brother some <laughs> a gift card or something if that's what he has to deal with on a day-to-day basis in referring to me. And I was laughing because I do have a tendency to overthink. And, you know, being an overthinker can be a good thing because you're thinking out all the scenarios and everything, but it can also be a very negative thing because it would cause you to become stagnant and complacent and just inactive, like you're not moving. It can be very stunting to your growth. And I have found myself in, in that place where I am so like, afraid to step out or to take the chance or to take the risk that I'm just frozen and and I don't move there's so many things in my life that could have gone another way or could have could you know had the potential of being really really great and I won't say that I won't ever know because um I also believe that there is a season and a time for everything And even though that could have been a flourishing season for me to do that thing that I was too afraid to do, that season wasn't at a loss. That season was a teachable moment. This is why we don't necessarily fail at anything. It's all about your perspective. And I've talked to you guys about this before plenty of times that it's it's all about perspective. It's how you look at it. You can either look at it as a loss or a failure or you can look at it as an opportunity for growth and to develop. And so in those seasons when I may have had these ideas and these visions or this thing that I wanted to do that I in that moment thought that it was my fear that I was allowing to keep me bound and immovable. It was actually a season for growth and development because now, and here, here's the other thing, you're, when you're in a season, you may not understand in the season what the season was for. It could be seasons down the line when you're in a new season and you're taking a moment to reflect and to think about past seasons that it hits you this is what happened so in that season that was a learning opportunity for me to say this is what happens when you don't just step out on faith this is when you try to figure things out in your own mind lean on to your own understanding and not acknowledge God not trust him so that he can direct the path it doesn't mean that God wasn't directing you in that season or that he wasn't there with me he was there he was there patiently waiting because he does not force himself on anybody and he does not force you to do something that you don't want to do I have a choice. I have a choice of either, whether I'm going to step out or not. Think about Peter when he was on the boat and Jesus was walking on water. Jesus said to Peter, step out. In that moment, Peter had an opportunity to step out on faith out of the boat, in which he did. You know, he was like, oh, I can, I'm going to step out too. And he did. But then as soon as he saw the wind and the rain, fear, As soon as he saw it and was like, wait a second, this is water under my feet. Water can't hold me up. 
He took his eyes off of Jesus because he was looking at the wind and the rain and what was telling him that what was actually possible is impossible. Oh, do you see how our mind like really works against us sometimes? Because here it is. He was out of the boat. He was standing there in the water. I don't know how long it was, but even if it was just for a mere second, like y'all know how long a second is, even if it was for just a second that he was standing there on the water in that moment, something that science, something that our rationale, something that our mind tells us is impossible was possible for him. He was doing it. Do y'all get what I'm saying? He was actually doing it, standing on water. But then when something came to tell him otherwise, to tell him, no, this isn't real. Like, no, this, this it was a distraction. Yes, it was the wind. And maybe the wind was like, oh, it's going to knock me down. Knock you down off of what? you, Dude, you standing on water. There's nothing like really what is the wind going to do to you right now when you are already defying gravity by standing on water? But that's what happens to us, right? Like we can't knock Peter. I can't knock Peter for being like, here it was. He was standing right before Jesus, already standing on water. And then when this distraction came in, he got distracted. I can't get mad at him about that. Like, dude, you feel me. (laughs) You feel me when I have seen God move time and time again in my life and has done the impossible, has made ways out of no ways, has done it again and again. He's already done it. I've already seen that he can do the impossible in my life. But then here comes this distraction that tells me or or that makes me question, makes me question what I already know. Oh, you guys, when I tell you overthinking be getting me, it be getting me. And it be getting me in a position to just stand still and not move because I'm overthinking it. Why, Hannah? Why are you overthinking this situation? Have you not seen God move before? Do you not think he won't move on your behalf again? He said he'll always be there for you. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Like he said that he can, he will do exceeding abundantly far above all that I can ask or think. Like, I can only imagine, and God is like, imagine the biggest thing ever. I can exceed that. And he has exceeded my expectations before. And so it's like, what? why wouldn't he continue to do it now? Especially if it's something that he gave me. The visions and the dreams that I have are not from myself. They came from him. So it's like, Do you not think that he won't perform his word? Like you believe the Bible, right? You believe that what the Bible says is true. How many times has he done it? But then here comes this wind and this rain and you get, oh, no, I can't, I can't step out of the boat, but you already out of the boat. Nah, but see, and then that's why he started to sink. And that happens. That happens to me. And so it's just like, seriously, I, I struggle with that. I struggle, like, even with this, the whole influence thing, you know, it's just like, the biggest thing to me is, who am I to influence anybody, like, I'm, but see that, and this is exactly what the devotion was talking about, which I wanted to share with you guys today, because it really was giving me a moment to reflect on how I really overlook all the great things about myself (laughs) 
Like, and, it, and it's so sad that even in that moment that I just said that, how great I am, there's this immediate, like, uh, humility that overcomes me. It's like, wait, wait, wait. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to say that I'm, like, bigger than y'all. <sighs> Why does that even come up? Because that is what is a, is a hindrance to me a lot. Like, my meanness is unique. There may be, in fact, another Hannah Jenkins somewhere in this world, right? Because names, how, I mean, honestly, in, in, in my 39 years of life, I think I have met probably 10 Hannahs, probably. And at first, as a child, like, I never met anybody with my, my first name. My middle name, yes. My first name, no. It wasn't until much older, and then I think there was a year, I don't know, somewhere in the 2000s, there was a, um, a year where Hannah was a popular name. So there's a lot of little girls out there who, well, they're not little anymore. They're probably like teenagers or young adults now, but that have the name Hannah. But for me, in the 80s, I, I didn't know too many Hannahs. But I know that they're out there and there could, in fact, be another Hannah Jenkins out there in the world. But see, the difference between that Hannah Jenkins and this Hannah Jenkins is, is that I'm me and she's she. <laughs> and there is I mean, there may be some similarities. There may be some, you know, uh, some familiarity between the two of us or whatever. But no one else can be me and I think that that is something that I really have to embrace and for those who may be struggling with the same thing that's something that you have to embrace too I say a lot of the times that I'm that awkward black girl or you know I'm the overthinker or I may like mark like all these different things that I say about myself and I say them sometimes negatively like it's a bad thing but no it's not a bad thing because it's those things that makes me who I am and all the things that I am are a gift because there is something about my quirkiness there is something about just how I carry myself that for some people are very uh, they're attracted to that it's attracted to to the you know my spirit like that and I really believe in like you know, good energy and vibes and everything because of the fact that their people do care. They we are all spirits, right? Our skins and our bodies are just these earthen vessels that our spirits are carried in. So if you have a you know a genuine spirit, your spirit is going to like another genuine spirit. And if you are around a spirit that eh, makes you a little weary. You know, then it's like, oh, that energy, I I don't think I need to be around that. That is your spirit telling you. That is the Holy Spirit telling you, like, no, you shouldn't be around this person because it, it can corrupt your character. You know, the, the scripture that talks about, you know, bad company can corrupt good character. Like, you got to be careful about the people that you hang with because just like how you influence, you can be influenced. That's what I'm saying. We are all influencers. But how do you want to show up as an influencer in this world? Do you want to make deposits of good things into people's lives? Or do you want to always be withdrawing? 
Do you want to be a liability? You know, we're always talking about what people are doing for us and like, oh, you know, I don't have time for for negative energy or I'm protecting my peace and my barrier. But how well are you protecting the peace of others? Are you being mindful of the information that you are sharing with other people and thinking about how that's going to affect them? There's something that Anthony said to me a long time ago. I was sharing with him something that someone had told me. And one of the first things that came out of his mouth was, well, why would they say that? Why would they tell you that? What was the intention about that? And, you know, I never really paid much attention to another person's intention with the information that they gave me. But I do believe that that is that is powerful and that is something that will help us identify the people who we have in our lives and whether or not they really are liabilities or if they're assets, you know, but then that's all there's time for self-reflection and ask yourself, are you a liability or an asset to somebody else? Again, we all have this influence. What kind of influence are we making in other people's lives are we edifying and building up or are we tearing down and destroying are we subconsciously jealous or you know coveted coveting somebody else's things or we're, we admire them so much that now it, it has turned this admiration has turned into like this envy because it's like why they got all of this power why they got all this influence and then you're forgetting that you got people looking at you too and how you're carrying yourself in the situation or the season that you're in and sometimes I remember a friend and I think I shared this with you guys this is a long time ago because she was going through something and it wasn't like one of those like storms it was one of those like growth type I mean all storms are for growth but she was going through this this situation where it was just like she was becoming tired and I said to her I was like don't give up I said because right now you are living out your testimony and it somebody else can see that you made it through who may have to go through the same thing it's going to encourage them I said you're going to be the you know the the example of the breakthrough that they need and her words to me was like I don't I'm tired of being somebody else's breakthrough who's going to be mine when am I just going to receive it and see that that is what can get us caught up sometimes too it's like well I don't want to be the influence on somebody else like right now I just want to I just want to do me I just want to live this out and we have to remember that the purpose it ain't about us <laughs> fulfilling our purpose is not about it's not that's where the arrogancy comes in y'all like one of the things that I see as being an issue in us being able to just live within the regulations or live within the guidelines that God gave us to protect us because that's really what rules and laws are for is to give us boundaries you know like the railings that come up at the bowling alley for someone who doesn't really know how to bowl yet to keep them in bounds and not go out of bounds so that they mess up like that's that's boundaries <laughs> like 
that's what that that's for it's not to deprive us of anything but it is to protect us hello come on my psychologists my counselors my therapists who you know tell their clients all the time that it's good to set healthy boundaries and that boundaries are not just to keep people out but it's to keep people in because it's to show them how to treat you and how that they can stay within your life and within your means oh my goodness there's nothing new under the sun it's not one therapist or a bunch of therapists who came up with this boundary and was like this is good now everybody wants to go ahead and use it boundaries is something that god created he created boundaries for us from the beginning of time and it's us who look at these boundaries as being something to deprive us or to keep us from something so we want to overstep the boundaries and then go lord help me i need help and he comes but at the same time, like if we would have just stayed in the boundaries, we would have never found ourselves in that situation. I'm sorry. I just had a moment because we don't like boundaries, but we like them. We're so confusing. We like them for other people to tell other people what they need to do and how they need to treat us. But when God is like, I created these boundaries. And if you follow, if you love me, because that's what his word says, if you love me, keep my commandments if you love me you'll follow my boundaries but we got all these issues with the boundaries that God set but then have the nerve to get upset when other people overstep our boundaries Ooh, there there's there's some work that needs to be done there there's there's some selfishness we as a people really do have this entitlement we don't like it when other people get entitled, but we don't see the entitlement that we have ourselves. Influence. We want to be influencers. We want to be out there and and influencing other people and to, to do these things. And when I say we, I'm speaking generally. I'm not speaking to anybody in particular. I, I just feel like I have to give that disclaimer. But there's this thing about having influence and wanting to be an influencer you know yes it it can be profitable but there's this thing about wanting to be an influencer and to 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 be able to you know i don't know inspire other people to do things right but I, it goes back to what type of influence what are you going to do with the influence that you have because we all have it what are you going to do with it how are you going to use your platform? How is your platform really going to be to build other people up? Or is it to tear them down? How are you going to do it? Too much is given, much is required. How are you going to steward, manage the influence that you have? Are you going to be a good steward over the influence that you have? And embrace who you are and show up who you are and see here's this thing about embracing who we are too right because there's people are very quick to bring up the contradictions to have a rebuttal to go against the grain to go against what you're saying there's always going to be naysayers right and so it's like okay Hannah in one breath you're saying that you know it's not about me but then in the next breath you're telling me to show up as me yeah I am and it's not a contradiction. It really isn't. Because when you show up as you, the true person that you, you, you are, who you were created to be, then 
there is authenticity. It's not putting up a front. It's not being fake. Like, who is authentically you? You know, we, we talk about being authentic, but who is that person? Who Who is the authentic you? Because if I, which we all were, were created in God's image and to his likeness, then there should be some reflections of him in us, in our authenticity. He is love. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love covers a multitude of sins. Love is not arrogant or boastful. Like, when you show up, how do you show up? Do you show up feeling entitled? Do you show up feeling like, oh, I deserve this. This is my, or do you show up and saying, I'm grateful for what I have. I'm grateful that I have the influence that I have and that others can be inspired to live authentically them as well and not put up a front for anybody and not feel entitled because they know that it ain't nothing but grace and mercy that has kept them and has brought them a mighty long way. That every good and perfect gift that we all have has come from the Lord. And what God giveth, he can take it away. Like, I don't own anything. Nothing is truly mine. Because I'm not the creator of that thing. And even if I was the one who invented a particular thing, who gave me the the idea to invent it? Who gave me the wherewithal to do that? Do y'all really see how none of this really belongs to us so that there's nothing for us to be entitled about? We have the ability to influence and the ability to pour out because God saw fit. To give it to us. He loved us enough to give it to us. Even knowing that we would abuse it. He was like. I'm still going to give it to them. And give them a choice. To use it the way that they want to use it. And they can either use it within the boundaries that I've given them. Or they can use it outside of those boundaries. But there's a consequence for every decision that's made. He knows the consequence of both. He's trying to warn us about the consequence of both. For those of us who are parents, we understand this when it comes to our children. You know, when it comes to the fact that we tell our children, hey, these are your boundaries. This is what you can and cannot do. And we know what the consequences will be if they follow our boundaries or if they don't follow our boundaries. But we still have to give our children the opportunity to make the choice on which they're on which one they're going to decide and not force them, right? And you love your child nonetheless. And even when your child decides to choose going outside of the boundaries, you as the parent now have a decision. Okay, am I going to show mercy and not give them the consequence that I know can teach them, I know they're not gonna like it, it's going to hurt me to give it to them because I'd rather give them the good gift that I had versus the consequence of a bad decision. And sometimes we as parents decide to show mercy. You know what, it's all right. I'm, I'm still gonna give you this because I'm showing you grace and mercy. Lord, thank you for your grace and for your mercy, for your mercy that 
still gives me something even though I don't deserve it. But then there are times where as a parent, you're like, no, I need you to learn this lesson through this experience. I really, it hurts me to uh to have to let you go through this but if I don't ever let you go through it if I don't ever let you endure it if I don't ever let you have this teachable moment then you will never learn and then I'm a bad parent because I didn't teach you because I tried to protect you so much and just wanted to give you this easy life influence as parents we have influence on our children in teaching them those things You know, it may be hard for me sometimes to really embrace that because of what it is portrayed to be out in the world. But I realize that I do still have the influence and I can't allow because of what it has become and because of what I think others will think of me calling myself an influencer. And that's the other thing. Like I recently I, I listened to and, and, and I'm not really going off on a tangent here but I was recently listening to a, a message um I don't know if you guys follow uh transformation church at all you know they got TC nation out there and everything and um right now they're in fun month but prior to fun month uh pastor Mike has been doing a whole series on the cuffing season and there was a a message within that season that was taught by pastor Jimmy and it was called cuff to the crowd and when I tell y'all that that was seriously speaking to me the whole series spoke to me I mean it was basically confirmation of what God had already been talking to me about but cuff to the crowd really hit me because it's not even cuffed to the crowd of the people that are on the outside it's the crowd of people in my mind that constantly is reminding me of what I can and cannot do oh you can't do that who told you that who told you you could do that like it is so much easier to turn off the comments outside of my mind because I don't have to look at the comments I could turn them off you know I don't there's a way to block all of that but the the comments in my head it's much harder and sometimes the comments in my head are much louder than God's truth and so there's this battle in my mind I do recommend getting Joyce Meyer's book the battle of the mind because I constantly have to go back to that book but there's this battle in my mind going back and forth about no you don't want to do that because what if this you know what are people are going to think who do you think you are you what what credentials do you have about that oh that whole qualified thing gets me every time even though I know God does not call the qualified but he qualifies the call like I know this but I still struggle with it in my mind like oh who am I I can't be that I can't be telling people how to eat healthy I don't have no you know um nutritional background I can't tell people this I can't what how am I going to influence just live your life live your life this is how I live my life (laughs) y'all for those of you who have been listening to Hannah's world for for some time this is how I live my life and if I have influenced you in any way that was better for you I'm grateful I'm grateful that at least in this area of the podcast world, I have not allowed fear to stop me from just speaking truth 
and sharing my journey and my experience with others that can just help them a little bit. And if it's just one person out there who listens and it's life changing, then this was for you. Everything that I have said and that I've been doing has been for you. And that should let you know how much God loves you. He loves you enough that he, you know, has used me to continue this to go so that you could hear it. And, you know, I believe that there's more people out there, you know, that needs to hear this, that needs to know that they're not alone, that needs to know like, hey, you are an influencer too. But how are you using your platform? How are you going out? How are you showing up in the world to encourage, build up, and edify others? And also to share the good news with them about how God has been working in your life. And so I end with this. It is my prayer. I hope that y'all got something out of the episode today. It's my prayer that you do. And if you want to, you know, connect with me, you can continue sending in your listener letters to hannahsworld00 at gmail.com or you can connect with me on Instagram at hannahsworld00. So until next time, peace out world. Oh, 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 oh